Hello and welcome to the Low Tox Life Podcast. I'm Alex Stewart, your host, and today is show number 67. And uh, I know it's a bit of a bonus to have two shows in a week. Happy Friday. But I just figured given um, Christmas Day is around the corner and this would have been scheduled to go on Christmas Day that I thought given the subject, um, inviting my beautiful friend Brooke McCallery on the show today from the Slow Home Podcast, I just thought we might need this show a few days early and so I'm not publishing a show on Christmas Day and this is kind of like a little um, a little head start show instead. So we're doing two this week. And I've invited Brooke onto the show to just have a chat about how to create pockets of slow in these very busy times. It's an extremely festive week this next 10 days and into January and a lot of socialising is going on. And so I thought it'd be really interesting to chat to Brooke today about how to navigate that, how to feel like we're honouring ourselves and the energy that is available to us to give in the first place. You would have heard me sort of share my thoughts on not saying yes to everything that's going if it's starting to feel like too much or if, you really truth, if you're really truthful with yourself and you're saying yes to things and interacting with people that uh, drain you rather than um, fulfil you in terms of the interactions that you have with those people. And, yeah, so I, I just thought, you know, talking about that, talking about some of her her best ways to create a sense of relaxation in what can sometimes be the busiest, um, m- most overwhelming time of the year. And we have we have a great chat all around all of that stuff. Now, I know a lot of the Christmas shopping has wrapped up for the year for everybody, given we're just a couple of days away. But if there was something that you were eyeing off on Nourish Life as soon as you're on the other side of Christmas and your uncle, aunts, nephews, mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters, everybody ignored your profuse hinting and you didn't get what you wanted um, but you would like to get it for yourself, remember that you have 10% off at Nourish Life across the entire website. And you also have that wonderful buy two, get one free from the Little Urchin um, Lotox sunscreen range. So you have their wonderful SPF 30. So if you get one of those, which is a great sunscreen from a wonderful local Australian business, you then get yourself one of their tinted moisturizers, which is a fantastic SPF face product that just gives your face a little bit of a lift and oomph without having to wear makeup or you can add a mineral foundation over the top and then you get that fantastic SPF protection as well as a great made-up um, even skin tone face. If you've got an uneven skin tone, it's something you're self-conscious about. Mineral makeup can be fabulous for that. The combination of both is just awesome. And then you get free their daily moisturiser worth $24.95. And the whole range is beautiful. I've tried them all. And um, and I just think that's so super generous. So to redeem your Nourish Life 10% discount, you would use the code LOWTOXLIFE in your coupon box. But then there's a chance to write a comment in your order. And that's where you put free urchin. And you buy two from their range and you get the third one free. So that's for all of you guys. Make the most of it because it's now just another week of that one. And then that special offer runs out. So without further ado, I'm going to pop straight into this beautiful chat that I've had with Brooke and hope that you enjoy it and find 
a way to write many, many notes that help you overcome, I guess, any feelings of overwhelm or stress that you might still be feeling in this um, very busy few days before Chrissy. If you're celebrating Christmas, in fact, you know, many people might actually just be lazing about going, well, I'm glad I don't do Christmas. (laughs) I'm really chilled uh, right now. And you might be thinking, I don't know, I'm not experiencing any stress at all. So, um, good for you. Enjoy. But for those of us who are, this is going to be a super useful chat. And um, and hey, everyone experiences senses of overwhelm when it comes to socialising and and feeling like you've got just too much in the diary and you don't ever get time for yourself and you don't know what to do when you do get the time for yourself. And we're addressing all of that in today's show. So enjoy. Hello, Brooke. How are you? I am so well, Alex. How are you? I'm well, and I can't believe it's been a year since I've had you on the show. How crazy is that? That's actually nuts. (laughs) Uh, Honestly, sometimes it feels like I started this podcast. Oh, yeah, it was like a couple of months ago. I think we got it going. (laughs) Then I realized it was uh, 18 months ago. And that's actually. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I know. And uh, it's such a pleasure to have you back to that point um, because I think, you know, I, I was thinking about. Oh gosh, you know, Monday falls on Christmas Day. I'm not going to do a show on Christmas Day. Um, most of our listeners are going to be in the thick of their celebratory um, fun. And but I want to do a bonus that like three days before, do two in one week because people tend to be on holidays. Maybe they've got more time to listen, or maybe they're spending time trying to um, find a parking somewhere, and that's taking a long time. So there's more <laughs> podcast opportunity. <laughs> listening time um and I thought who can I get to just and I went oh my old friend Brooke so I am super excited to have you here because what we're going to be talking about today is a few things we've got your amazing book that came out a few months ago now uh, that I want to um, hook into but also this this holiday time and um it often just spurring stress spirals in us and mm-hmm. uh and I think it's really interesting how I don't know I feel like I did some conscious work for myself a few years ago now I know you've been on a similar journey in that regard to not catch yourself in those spirals uh, what well, rather to catch yourself when you feel one might be coming on and diffuse um, and not um, and not give in to that negative, antsy, horrible. Um, it's all about me and my life sucks right now because I'm so yep. so busy and all, all the I can't handle this and you know the, the prima donna tendencies we can all have. It's so easy for them to come out, right? Oh, at this time of year, I think is is it's ripe with opportunity to to slip into that kind of busy self-pitying, why me, this is crazy, this is unenjoyable sort of headspace. And I have absolutely been there more than once, probably more than once a year, you know. And uh, I remember actually this time last year, was it was actually on Boxing Day last year, um, I had probably the closest experience to one of those sort of uh, spirals of stress that I have had in, in quite a long time. And I remember sitting in my bedroom, we had family coming over uh, and it was like a very relaxed day. There was no pressure whatsoever, yet it, it was just the culmination of just saying yes to a few too many things and having expectations that were a little steep and, you know, making it more complex than it needed to be. And it just resulted in this kind of crushing feeling of anxiety mm-hmm. and it was Thankfully, something that I could see and I could sense straight away 
and as someone who's kind of suffered anxiety before, I, I'm getting much better year in and year out at picking up on those signs of what that looks like. You know, elevated heart rate, mm. that kind of racing brain, that inability to just sit and be in the moment, negative self-talk, all of that kind of stuff was just ramping up a little too much for my liking. So I remember sitting in my bedroom and our family had already arrived and I just sat for 15 minutes and breathed deeply and forced my muscles to soften all over my body, all over my face, up and down my back. Uh, and that was that was it, you know, but it was a really good reminder for me to see just how quickly they can sneak up on you, those moments of overwhelm. Mm. And I'd, I'd love for people to be able to to come up with their own kind of set of coping mechanisms this time of year to avoid tipping over into that freakout stage. Yeah, and I'm just going to be completely transparent here and share that yesterday was one of those days for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the time of us recording this is a week before it's going live, so we're currently, what, the 14th of December, and um, and I had an all-morning workshop, which was go, 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 setting up, doing the workshop, packing down and rushed to the publisher's meeting, which ended up being two and a half hours long, um, mm. where we literally went through the entire book. And, um, you know, and that was just go, it was, it was one of those days where I was on, 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 and I, at the start of the day, felt poor me. Mm. Um, and knew that I didn't want to finish my day feeling like that. And, of course, my body repaid me with my poor me thoughts by adding to the poor me, and I really believe this happens. It's so psychosomatic. The the tension headache came, the super stiff neck, so that by the time 6.30, 7 o'clock came, I was just awful. It was awful. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I thought, I know what I need to fix this. I need a double bill of the new series of the crown and I need to not have the computer anywhere near me, not even in the same room. And I need to just chill with my husband and, um, and just reconnect with him after a really busy week and relax and go to bed super early. And I did that. Yeah. And today I feel fantastic. So my rule is, crazy days end and mm-hmm. to acknowledge that um, yeah. and and to make sure you don't let it end crazy. So do something towards the end, whether meditation be your thing, just chilling out and taking yourself out of your head and into a great TV series or, you know, whatever that looks like for you. Don't end it crazy because the end becomes the beginning of the new day. Um, exactly. Mm. And I think our tendency is when we find ourselves in those busy or overwhelming periods to kind of beat ourselves up over it because there's this talk about, you know, slow living and simplifying. And I think we believe that that should look a particular way, which is, you know, know. like wearing caftans and floating through the day and, you know, just smiling. My white-polished floorboards that I do not have. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and I think when we hear this idea, that's what we picture. We picture an Instagram Mm. hashtag version of slowing down. And the reality is, I'm a slow living advocate and I have had an insanely fast couple of months Mm. and I'm okay with that because I understand that there's seasons to life and I've also got, as you say, these strategies that allow me to have pockets of slow in even the busiest of days and I think your advice on ending the day in a in a just a moment of relaxation is a beautiful thing and it's something that everyone can achieve regardless of how crazy their day is you know and I think understanding and acknowledging that we have a choice in how we wind our day up even if our day itself is maybe not of our choosing Mm. uh, you know we can do things to just 
bring that slow, that deep breath, that release to the yeah. end of our day. And luckily I was around a lot of people yesterday, which ordinarily would wipe me out even further, but I used it as an opportunity for lots of hugs. I was Beautiful. Like, I'm going to use these people. I need hugs. <laughs> and I took them. Fill that cup up. <laughs> they kept me going. Um, so, yeah, no, really interesting. So given Christmas um the time that we're airing this next Friday, uh, which is now today for you guys listening, is the 22nd. How did we get here? Mm-hmm. Um, how, have you got any strategies that you regularly use or share with people on um, on celebration days? You know, maybe some of your family doesn't get along. Like how do you find your little pockets of slow in those big family days? Yeah, I always fall back on... It was my sister's advice to me on my wedding day, actually, mm. and it stuck with me for the past 10 years. She said, today, like, today's going to go quickly and it's going to be really full and there's lots of conversations and lots of things happening. And she said, just either set, like, set an alarm or ask your bridesmaid to just tap you on the shoulder once every hour and spend a minute stopping and soaking in whatever is happening right in that moment. And I thought that was really beautiful advice. Mm. And I did that, you know, and I, as a result, I have these memories that are much deeper of my wedding day in this particular instance than I would have had had I just kind of rushed headlong through the day. And I always apply that idea to birthdays and Christmas and any other celebration for the same reason and with the same outcome. So I, I always make time to just sit for a minute and I usually just sit back from everyone and watch things happen. And yes, I mean, when you get family together, it's probably not going to be perfect and there's probably going to be personality clashes and someone will probably bring up politics and, you know, it, it, like, it's not going to be perfect. Yeah. But to be able to kind of pull yourself back from the moment, from those, you know, those kind of details that may stress us out and see what it is as a whole, you know, spending time with people who are important to you, uh, is a really nice way to get a bit of perspective and clarity even on a busy, people-filled day. Mm. Yeah, I love that. And um, I actually have a funny story from my wedding about that, which is um, it was go, 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 busy, 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 chat, 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 exactly as your sister described. But it came to the cheese plate being served and I had spent the better part of a morning at the cheese shop, like choosing <laughs> what those cheeses were going to be really having a think about my favourite all-times, Ollie's favourite all-time, and, you know, we were passionate about cheese at the time. <laughs> Still are, really, every now and then. And um, and uh, I remember all of a sudden I found myself alone at the bridal table and uh, then one of Ollie's, I think it was um, just someone in his sort of distant friendship circle of his parents um, mm. came and sat next to me. Uh, like as an opportunity to connect with the bride and have a chat. <laughs> I said, I'm really sorry, Jeff, but I spent hours choosing these cheeses. I haven't eaten anything today. I haven't even had a whole glass of champagne. And I'm just going to have a moment with my cheese. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was like I just knew I needed that. And I put my foot down and I moved everyone energetically away from me and um one got away I moved him away as well <laughs> and I have my cheese and I think <laughs> we, we just we have our limits right and respecting Absolutely. our limits is really important 
Yeah, and I think paying attention to what our personal signs of reaching that limit or, or approaching that limit are really important in in times where we do find ourselves getting overwhelmed. You know, so like I said earlier, for me, it's, you know, racing heart, um, you know, those thoughts. I can never think a full thought. I'm always kind of jumping from idea to idea, negative self-talk. And when I'm aware, I become aware of those things ramping up, I know that that's my body, my brain saying to me, okay, this is the time that you get to choose which side of this anxiety moment you're going to fall on. Ooh, you know, the, I yeah, like the, that. Yeah, the side where you're going to do something about it and, you know, stop it before it becomes a problem or the side where you tip fully into it and spend the next couple of days feeling awful. Mm. Um, and obviously you speak to a few of these themes in your book, Slow, mm-hmm. which just says it all really. Uh, and if you haven't read it, it's a wonderful read. It's a really easy, comfortable read as well. It's something that you can sort of pick up and put down or literally read all in one afternoon. Um, it's one of those books. Can you talk to us about um, how it differs from the first one you wrote and um, and why you felt that this needed to be a book of its own? Yeah, absolutely. They are vastly different books. Mm. So Slow is deeply personal. Uh, you know, I, I think I had a bit of a, a vulnerability hangover after it was released because there's quite a lot of myself in the pages. And not to say that Destination Simple wasn't, but Destination Simple was very much a a really practical guide with exactly exercises and tasks and, you know, rituals and rhythms that you can adopt into your own life, but you can take those out piece by piece and, and fit them where they fit or ignore them if they don't fit. And slow still has that same idea of there is not one right way to do a slower, simpler life. There just, Mm. there simply is because what works for me may not work for you may not work for, you know, another person listening. So um, but but slow is is very much about my whole journey. Yeah. Uh, to use a, an overused word. I know. I, I hate I, the word journey too, yeah. and then I feel myself having to say it because actually yeah. it's the only word you can use. Exactly. I just sort of cringe when it passes my lips. Yep. Mm. It's one of those things that I'm just like, <laughs> well, look, in for a penny, in for a pound. But uh, so slow. I, I start out by by talking about my own struggles with postnatal depression, mm. and that was really the genesis of my learning about slow living and and so I go pretty deep into what that looked like then and what it looks like now and and my major tools of achieving a slower pace of life Mm. um you know even in amidst busyness which I think is a quite an important theme that I I come back to time and time again because the last thing I wanted people to do when they read this book is to feel bad (laughs) or to feel like it's this whole it's a all or nothing kind of mentality and it's simply not unless Mm. we go and live in a you know a cabin in the woods uh, and don't talk to anyone and don't do anything and don't see anyone and don't commit to anything then we're not ever going to be able to exist in this vacuum you know there there are going to be busy periods and I I just hated to think that someone would read my book and feel bad about Mm. where they were at I totally agree it's kind of you know I'm in the middle of wrapping my book up I've got another month to go and um you know as I write about you know what's real food what's weird food and you know how to um and then talking through the home and personal care and all the things you know I I just stay so conscious that people will be reading this and I feel like more people who write these books need to feel a sense of responsibility Mm -hmm. for how it's going to be taken and how it's going to make that person feel um, in their everyday. And I just love that you've said there that it's, 
you know, you're really conscious of not wanting someone to necessarily feel like um, they're failing if they're yeah. having a, a shitty response, excuse my language, uh, to response to something. Like that's just, I feel like as an author, that's a, that's a huge responsibility. I, you know, how many diets have we done where we felt like we've eaten a, a piece of candy and failed and we're mm-hmm. a bad person? And, yeah. and I think Instagram and slow and all of that, can, you know, any kind of, reaching for a better life, um, a, a more conscious way of living and making better choices for people, for planet, for mindset, whatever it might be, There's a there, we open up a, a, an opportunity for people to feel like they're failing at it. And it's a really real conversation we need to keep very open that no one's failing and everyone's just doing their best with where they're at that day, in that situation, um, you know, it's, yeah. So thank you for saying that because I think it's so important. No, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I just think that as, uh, as interesting an impact social media has had on society, that's one of the things that I think has been really negative, you know, this all or nothing black and white mm. kind of vibe around self-improvement. There's nothing wrong with trying to improve the way you're living. Absolutely nothing wrong. But there's also there also needs to be space for contentment where you're at and contentment and satisfaction with the efforts that you do have the time and the energy and the ability to to give, mm. even if they're not 100%, even if they're not hashtag worthy, who cares? <laughs> you know, seriously, who cares? It's just, I just think, uh, you know, a small step every day is going to get you further than posing for one Instagram photo every week that looks the part but yeah. actually isn't necessarily in keeping with the kind of life that you're trying to live. So I just think that, um, yeah, a little more realism is, yeah. is important too. Mm, definitely. Um, and when you were writing the book and you were being so, you know, you really did bear all, um, how did you then feel that that could then reach out and help people? Was it to help people realise that we're all just average everyday people um, you know, trying to find a, a happier way to be in the world is is that? Yeah, partly. Uh, I I I've had a bit of experience in in sharing parts of myself that terrify me to mm. share, and the result of that being nothing but positive. So when I years ago, when I first wrote about my postnatal depression on my blog, um, it it was really scary, you know, mm. really, really daunting to open up and, and share this thing that I was still working through at the time and that I had begun the process of, of my recovery and treatment feeling like a failure. Yeah. And to put that out there was honestly just terrifying. And the response was wonder, just, just one of the most wonderful things that I've ever experienced because people were writing to me saying, me too or I thought I was the only one, or I thought there was something wrong with me, or thank you because I've gone and, you know, got help. I've spoken to my partner. I've spoken to my GP. Uh, and and then it, it kind of grew to this this community of people who may not have experienced postnatal depression but were having mental health issues themselves. And I found that the more I put out there, in a considered way, I'm not an oversharer, but in a considered way, you know, sharing what I was going through or had gone through recently, people were empowered another word that kind of makes me cringe but they were empowered to 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 consider their own choices and their own um position and and where they were at and how they were feeling and also to see that there were things that they could do to to start to improve that so 
uh, as terrifying as it was to put some of that stuff on paper, I'm, I have no regrets for doing it. No. And I think, yeah. you know, again, it's that responsibility to share that we are just normal people. Um, exactly. I, I can't tell you how many people I meet in person after, um, you know, being just having an online um, uh, dynamic with people with our e-courses and everything that we do. And then they're like, oh, I'm a little bit starstruck. I'm like, I'll get in here for a hug, for God's yeah. sakes. You know, like such a normal person. You wouldn't, you would be so bored to see what I do every day. <laughs> exactly. You know. And, yeah. and I often talk about writing about the unsexy side of things, but yeah. <laughs> I think it's kind of important because that's Agreed. the majority of it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it really is. So I think, yeah, it's important to acknowledge that we're we're just normal we everyone is normal and and it's it's a funny thing doing kind of what we do you know talking about a particular issue and and really diving deep on on a particular issue online because people get to know part of you very well mm. but they don't necessarily see the other elements that that make up all of you which is fine because you know that's what you choose to to be passionate about and choose to share that particular message not you know, the reality show of Alex Stewart or Brooke McCallery. Like that if it was a reality show about me, it would be phenomenally boring. <laughs> Same. You know, the school pickup, very <laughs> exciting stuff. <laughs> yep. yep. Cleaning the kitchen. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think it's so important. And I think Celeste Barber has done such a brilliant job <laughs> yes. um, on Instagram of shaking things up and just showing showing how hilariously strange modeling photo shoots and um, things that people make models do mm-hmm. is like it's just so bizarre because when you make a real person who looks like an everyday person do that same thing it's ludicrous it's crazy yeah. <laughs> and it's so much fun for us to be watching that comparison um, so if you don't follow Celeste Barber and you've been under a rock um, that would probably be my number one Instagram person to follow uh, yeah she's tops yeah super tops um, okay, so if there was something you wanted people to take away from that book, what was your intention for the reader to finish slow and 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 then sort of have have feelings about what they wanted to change? I'd, I'd mm. love to see, you know, as you were writing it, obviously there's an intention as the pages unfold. What was it for you? I, I had to, I guess. Uh, for me... Really, both of them can be summed up by the idea of questioning mm. um, and asking why. Uh, for for me, so much of the writing that I have read and the, the things that I have kind of consumed about slow or simple living is focused on the how, which is really important because without the how, you know, we're kind of lost and we flail and we, we have to figure it all out on our own. But the thing that was lacking for me for quite a while was this idea of why. So I used to try and do all these great things in the name of slowing down, but I didn't know why I was doing them. I only was doing them because a blogger told me to or because this is like the next thing that you do. Once you've decluttered, then you start meditating. And, you know, once you've started (laughs) meditating, then you can journal or you can free write or you can do whatever, you know. And they're all really great things to do that, that I've played around with and have adopted into my life in different ways, but I didn't know why I was doing them. So it wasn't until I actually wrote my eulogy, which I write about in the book, Mm. that I came to understand my personal why, Mm. what I stood to gain by making all these changes, what I was working towards. 
in making all of these changes, what, you know, what laid on the other side. And once I knew that, it made things simpler um, to, to change. And all of a sudden, the changes that, I, that made sense to me and that were aligned with my values and what was important to me became much clearer. And there was so much stuff that I was trying to do all in the name of slow that just fell to the side because it wasn't what I needed to do. It wasn't what, you know, spoke to me. It wasn't where I wanted to, to be heading. And hilariously, so, probably making you busier than you needed it, to be. Exactly. Mm. And that's my, you know, my biggest kind of piece of advice is for people to question why. You mean, yeah. so yes, find your own why, but also question why you're doing things, why you feel driven to say yes to this or to, you know, become obsessed about this particular thing or why you feel like you need to follow that or, you know, use this guidebook or whatever the case may be. Just think a little more critically about our choices, mm-hmm. which really, I guess, ties into the to the other intention of the book, which is to, um, to pay attention, mm-hmm. you know. So it's this idea of questioning and paying attention. And I think so much of what is posited as mindfulness and meditation and um, intentional living is simply just paying attention, um, paying attention to our thoughts and our time and where our, where our time goes and where our attention is and what we spend our money on and how we feel when we speak to this person and how we feel when we read this book and just really taking the time to learn how to question and learn how to pay attention is really, to me, what slow is about. It doesn't look like any particular thing. It's about questioning and paying attention. Mm, beautiful. And I think um, I think everyone can uh, relate to feeling like you've got to do things and add mm-hmm. things in because that's what we're up to now. And now I've read this other blog post and I've got to add that in. And, and I remember um, reading something of Oprah's where she um, religiously had a gratitude journal uh, every day and I remember thinking okay I've got to get my gratitude journal happening <laughs> I got the gratitude journal happening and I just hated writing it mm-hmm. every single day it's not that I wasn't grateful it's just not how I wanted to express my gratitude and again it's about you know it's exactly what you said pay attention is this feeling right is it feeling like it's actually adding to your life in a positive way or is it just another have to that the world has decided to make you feel like you have to do? Exactly. If it's the latter, then maybe no. And my way of feeling grateful is looking around at my beautiful family every night when we have dinner together and and just going, wow, these guys, you know, how cool. Yeah, And um, exactly. And yeah. I think I, the hardest thing that people find with that, with that issue, you know, this theme of questioning and, and saying, is this right for me, is that sometimes we don't know. Mm. Like we, we we don't know ourselves well enough, which was me, you know, so that's why I really do strongly encourage people to spend time thinking about what their own values are as well, um, whether or not they write the eulogy or, you know, make a list of things that are important or write a list of priorities and then kind of figure out where they fit. And then the the scary part is to figure out how that list of priorities is actually different to what you're doing with your time. Love For it. me, that, yeah, that yeah. was big moment of realization when I wrote my eulogy you know I I pictured what I wanted my life to look like in you know 50 years time and what I wanted people to remember me for and then I looked at the life that I was currently living and said if I continue living like this will I get to that eulogy life Mm. and the answer was no you know there was just a huge disconnect between where I wanted to be and where I actually was and I think anything that you can do to 
spend a little time in that that discomfort of figuring out what's important and then what am I actually doing with my time is a great place to begin. Hard. It's 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 difficult and it's not going to be like a, you know, a light bulb moment with the answer. But I think just starting to consider that that bigger question is really important. So true. Um, and that kind of leads us really perfectly into talking about the new year because that's a naturally um, conducive time of mm. year to be to be thinking about these things and um, and a lot of people finish the year feeling really rushed and really hectic and lots of things going on and you know what it's like. Everybody feels like they need to finish every single piece of work that was ever <laughs> needing to be created before Christmas. And As if the world blows up on New Year's Eve. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing how many new projects entered my inbox last week, you know, new um, yep. proposals and things. I was just like, um... No, no, winding mm-hmm. down, writing mm-hmm. a book, no, <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Um, but a lot of people are still in a place where they're, as you say, not conscious enough to realise that no is even possible once you've really done your values definitions and, and then started to become more aware of what comes into your life and what you allow in further and what you actually just say, no, thank you. Um, how can we best make next year different for people who are really feeling like that, listening to this? Mm-hmm. It's a really good question. Uh, I am not really one for resolutions. Um, oh, neither. Yeah. I tried I just, those. <laughs> yeah, and that's one of those things that I tried. It's like your gratitude <laughs> journal, right? I tried it. I'm like, yeah, it's not really for me actually as it turns out. If I make a resolution, I run the other way. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I, I do think that maybe using the, the time and the, the headspace that most of us will hopefully get over the, the break to just start to gently think about this idea of what's important mm. to us. It's a really beautiful time to do it. I usually find that the first couple of days of any downtime or holiday that I get, I it takes me a bit of time to unwind. So that's when I'm maybe a little bit cranky or a little bit tired, I might get a headache. But after a couple of days, I find things start to really loosen up and I find myself wanting to write uh, or get creative or, you know, go and, and be active or do something that I haven't had the time or the energy to do for the, the previous little while. And when that feeling strikes, I find it's a great kind of sign that I'm ready to start thinking about things more deeply. So I often find that in the in the middle of the summer holiday somewhere, I'll just mind map a a list of things that I had done in 2017, mm-hmm. which is a really nice way to round out a year, just not not a to-do list, but I have done. Uh, but then also think about what I might want the next year to look like uh, and just prioritise one or two of those and not make a goal, not make a resolution or anything like that, just by saying to yourself, this is important to me. I often find that our energy goes there. Yeah. So whether or not you wanted to write the word on a piece of paper and stick it on your fridge or, you know, use it as your, your phone wallpaper or something like that, but just keep it ticking away in the back of your mind and, and as a reminder that this is something that's important to me and uh, just see how, how things change or if things change with that acknowledgement of that, that important thing. Um, and then, I mean, of course, in my first book I talk a lot about rhythms and rituals and I do find that January, February usually actually is a great time to start to think about how I want my days to look mm. and that's a really practical thing, you know, figuring out what I want my mornings to look like, what works for me, what doesn't, what I'd like to experiment with, what time I, I kind of want to wake up uh, and 
playing around with that for the first couple of months of the year is also a really nice way to, I think, create a year that looks different to the one that's just gone. And, um, you know, it gives us, you can do that anytime. It doesn't have to be the beginning of the year, but it does give us a nice kind of clean slate feeling of having permission to make changes. Yeah, beautiful. And what changes are you making out of curiosity next year? Have you started thinking about it yet or you haven't had your calm days? (laughs) I have thought about it a lot, actually. Because you're making some big changes. We are indeed Mm. making some big changes. We've just sold our house uh, in the Blue Mountains. Wow. Yes, uh, and we're travelling next year. So um, we're going to spend the first half of the year in Canada mm-hmm. and um, then we're going to spend three months travelling through the States for my book tour uh, when the book Slow comes out in America yeah. and Canada in uh, July. So it's going to look vastly different to any year that I've ever had in my entire life. Mm. And the thing that I want because I, the reality is I don't know what that's going to look like and I'm kind of relishing in the unknown. I don't know what our rhythm will be like. I don't know when our kids are going to want to do schoolwork or when they, they're not. I don't know what work's going to look like for my husband. So uh, the one thing that I, I'm keeping front of mind is this idea of slowing down time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a, there's a quote, and I can't remember it off the top of my head, but it's uh, I posted it to my Instagram a couple of weeks ago. It's about... Uh, wanting to live densely and lushly and slowly and making a year feel like 10. And I think that there's something really beautiful in that because it's just giving yourself over to whatever is in front of you in that moment, mundane or or not. Um, And that's something I've been playing around with in the last couple of weeks, just going back to this idea of mindfully being all in the moment, whatever it is. And that's what I want a big change of, of 2018 to look like for me, just more of that and more relishing in the details of things. Beautiful. Well, um, I, I wish you well in that endeavour. Uh, I can't you. wait to see it unfold. You are going to have an annoying Instagram account that I'll be slightly jelly of, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm really mindful of that. I don't want to be that person. Here's another like, incredible oh, landscape so in Canada that we're soaking <laughs> in today. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, so there'll probably be, you know, school-related posts or something to just go, hey, it's, it's cool, we're just doing normal life, it's just not in a normal situation. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's awesome and I wish you all the best for the American tour and I know we have lots of American listeners that are going to love the um, chance to connect with that and attend a, a book signing or a reading so do keep us in the loop of how that do. does end up looking so that people can hop along. Thanks Alex, I will. I'll Yeah, I'll, I'll post far and wide when we've locked that schedule in. Yeah, nice. Um, well, Merry Christmas, Brooke. I hope you have Thanks, a beautiful Alex, one. Thanks, Alex. You too. I hope. Yeah, I, I... Here's to, here's to uh, catching the spirals before they start to actually spiral, hey? Absolutely. Here's <laughs> to enjoying a few slow moments in the, in the holidays. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be stepping back from the crazy and just l- observing how lucky we are to have a bounty of food and people mm-hmm. that love us and people that we love. And I think that's such a great tip. I'll be taking that one on. Well, that's another show done. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Always so much inspiration from our beautiful guests. And I just want to take a minute to say thank you 
uh, for taking the time to leave a review for our show because it helps us stay visible and helps other people who maybe haven't discovered it yet go, oh, that looks like it might be worth a look. So if the show has provided value to you, there's nothing you can do to thank me more than to leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you access the show from. So what you do is you just search generally in the podcast app. Don't be in the list of shows because you won't be able to leave a review there. So once you've searched generally, you'll see the tile come up and you click on that tile and then a little set of tabs will come up and the middle one is called review. And from there, you can click it, star rate it and leave a review. And I appreciate that so much. Now, if you want to connect with the rest of the Lotox Life community, we're over on Instagram at Lotox Life or on the main website where there are a whole bunch of recipes, some incredible e-learning opportunities depending on what your Lotox goals are. And that is www.lotoxlife.com. And of course, if you want to check out the podcast show notes, you just do forward slash podcast and everything's there. So I look forward to continuing our chats in between shows online in the community. Mm -hmm.